amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. 
There's only an up or down. It has been long overdue to expose the truth that the Democrats and Republicans are sucking the life out of America's liberty and usurping our rights at every turn. Now is the time to seize our civil liberties and take back our individual rights. Here on Southern Liberty, we will expose it all. With his musket on his back, the Declaration of Independence in one hand, and the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Roderick Threets. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, good evening, happy Sunday, and welcome to Southern Liberty. Today is one of the most solemn days in our history. I would even argue that this tops any other tragedy in American history. Do you know where you were when the first plane? Do you know where you were when they collapsed? Remember the valid anger you felt. we had a list of all 3,000 plus people that did not survive that day I would read them off also on this day lest we not forget Benghazi happened I need y'all to not only hold those 3,000 plus people that were killed in a senseless attack, but I also need you to remember my friends, Christopher Stevens, Sean Smith, Glenn Doherty, and Tyrone Woods. We don't, we don't talk about Benghazi. We don't even utter Benghazi. Because there's so much contention around it. This day is personal to me, not just based on the World Trade Centers. I'm talking about Benghazi and the attacks the day before 
in Cairo that no one ever talks about. Very few of you know this story. About me. I could have been one of those four guys in Cairo the night before. I could have been one of those men. I, the, the roles could have easily been flipped and reversed. This is why this day holds more weight to me in regards to my fellow colleagues, even though there is degrees of separation there. Because those lives lost should not have been lost. The inability of the United States government to act to help defend Benghazi was deplorable. That's unmistakable. But the United States still has not learned their lesson from either incident. Either incident. They haven't learned that it doesn't have to take a tragedy to have people come together, right? And I'm going to make this very, 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 very fine distinction here. When other people are hurt, we can all come together on that. But when the government's inability to move to protect life, everybody goes to their damn corners. The same celebrations we're having for those 3,000 past in those airplanes in the towers in Shanksville in the Pentagon, we should be having the same energy for our four public servants that try to do good in the world in a hostile environment. We should have the same energy and solemnness for them and unite the, because the government told people to look the other way. No one gives a damn about those four souls that dedicated their life to try to make a better world. That's what really upsets me about this day. I don't even really even talk about it anymore. Because by God, it hurts. It hurts like hell. To know that people.
do not have the balls to stand up to, against, and push back on this federal government. And until we do that, we will continue to potentially perpetrate more atrocities. Y'all heard what I said. As long as we stay divided. They will continue with their mayhem. I don't want to hear shit about 912. I don't want to hear shit about 913. Because it doesn't mean shit. To me. Because. United States citizens have not learned their fucking lesson. It's all virtue signaling. It's all moral grandstanding. And the people that really want unity, this is this message is not for you. This message is for the the the, the, the centers. To all of this. Folks like me. I'm done wasting my energy trying to unite us. I have developed a personality trait that I don't like, but all to, to, to safeguard myself. From being inflicted harm by people that do not mean me any good. It's you either with me or you're against me. And you need to pick a side when it comes to this unity thing, when it comes to this liberty thing, when it comes to holding these people accountable that commit these atrocious actions. And I mean all of them. All of them. 3,000 people did not have to die. Four more colleagues did not have to die if we were not hostile in these regions of the world dropping bombs on women, children, and men. We didn't we don't have to be here. But because some of you cannot open your eyes to see what is happening. You can't open your eyes and see what veterans are telling you is happening. You rather discredit them for the government's white papers, what they're telling you what it is when people are actually involved in it, telling you what they are doing. Some of them are leaving because they see what they are doing. But y'all fuckers will not listen. Y'all will not listen. We can't unify. We just can't. Y'all seen on the title head, I got my frequent flyer, Air Force veteran, California congressional candidate. And we're going to sit down and talk about these things. 
Miss Aja Smith, good evening, ma'am. How you doing? Good evening, sir. Good evening. Good evening, everyone, on this somber day. But we have a lot to talk about. We got. We a have a lot things. to talk about. We got a couple things. We so for the we, we before you get started, before you get started, let everybody know who you is, what you be, how you how I do. Let them know. <laughs> Well, I is no. <laughs> oh, good, good, good evening, afternoon, wherever you are, part of the United States of America, everyone. My name is Aja Smith, and I am a congressional candidate here in Southern California, dis, now District Thirty Nine. Yes, I was forty-one for a while, but the gerrymander. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mandering. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation about how that works. The gerrymandering changed my district number. Same place, same cities, Marino Valley, Riverside, Eurupa, and Paris. And so I'm an Air Force veteran. And so I come from not only my years of service plus civil service, but my family's years of service. So when we're talking about foreign policy, that is my cup of tea that I love to talk about with my brother from another mother, man of justice. <laughs> Come on, girl. Foreign Come policy. on now. I love it. Come on. I love it. Foreign affairs, terrorism, trilateral, trilateral commission, all those alphabet agencies. I love it. That's why I chose the federal government to run. And I know people say, why don't you run for the local? I always have federal in my blood for 15 plus years now. So, plus I am active in my local. I've been active in my local. So, when it comes to veterans, when it comes to foreign affairs, and reduce the government to its constitutional principles as a republic, I said I want to go to Capitol Hill and shake it up. There you go. Shake it up. <laughs> shake it up. That's right. That's what it is. So, first question I'm going to ask you, because this, this is going to lead into a, a lot of different paradigms, right? Um, not just not not eleven, and we're talking about um, right two thousand one, right? Mm-hmm. What impact did that day have on your life? Ooh. Well, during that time, uh, my grandmother was still alive, and she was still working. Me, my mom, and my grandmother. Um, and so, bef- you know, before I got into government and military, I actually worked retail. I, I, I had those big dreams of being in retail, fashion, and everything else. So previous year, I was in New York. I was in Manhattan. I stayed there for quite some time. Um, 
getting to know the industry once upon a time. I tried to model, but I started going to the fashion side of it. And I was there a year before. A year before. I even went to the Twin Towers. And it was just so amazing. I said, wow, New York, big dreams, you know. Um, and so I came back home so I can finish college. Um, I, was, I had started college, and I, I went back to retail, and I had all these big dreams of aspirations. So one morning when I was getting ready for work, my grandmother called. She said, everybody turned on the news. The Pentagon was attacked. I'm like, what? The Pentagon? So I turned it on the news, and I saw where the Pentagon had just gotten hit, so I woke up my mom right away. And so it switched back to where they showed the first tower, but right at that moment we saw the second plane hit the the other tower. My mom said, what movie is this? I said, it's not a movie. And that's where I said, oh, my God, we are under attack. We I, I, I couldn't believe it. And so called off from work, the whole mall, everything just shut down. My boss said, we, we don't know what's going on because they were saying that the other planes, Flight, 90, Flight 93, was going to come out here. But, of course, that crashed in Pennsylvania and other things were happening. So everybody was on high alert, especially out here where I live, um, my uh, my Congressional District 39, we have a huge military installation here. So the whole entire city where I live in the area, we didn't know what was going on. And so at that moment, you just glued to the TV and just say, what are we just witnessing? You know, you never see anything that big happen in such a long time. Well, a lot of people fail to realize the Twin Towers has been bombed before. They have been attacked before. But right. we've never seen it such a big impact where it hit the Pentagon, um, crashed, you know, the plane crashed in Pennsylvania, you know, um, the passenger stood up and revolted against the terrorists, so when it caused any more damage, and then, of course, the Twin Towers and the devastation just went there. I mean, watching it collapse, and I, and I started really got more emotional because I said I was there. I was there just last year. And I remember going to the Twin Towers and, you know, because you want to sightsee, you know, you want to see everything in New York and Manhattan. I thought about all those people, all those people that were in that building that I said, oh, my God, so many people have died. Even the falling man, you saw people jumping to their death just because they couldn't get out. And so for, you you, you know, you, you just, it's just something that is fixing you psychologically for the longest time. And you just don't believe or you just say, what is going on here? And so they go back um, where they played the clip of Bush where he was being told what happened earlier that the um, Twin Towers and the Pentagon was said because if you remember that, he was reading to school children. And it, it, it was just a day where you just say, are we all going to get attacked? I mean, L.A. is our major city where they were on high alert. Where I live, it was high alert because we have a big, you know, a military installation. All the bases were on high alert. I remember hearing and seeing cars just going, you know, people, this is before I joined the military, um, 
where we still had quite a few active duty here and a lot of people were being activated. And so about a week or two later, you know, I went back to work, but I kept saying, you know, I just want to do something bigger. I, I want to do something bigger in life and serve. Everybody was joining, signing up, and so that following year, because I was still like, okay, I, I think I need to do this too because of what my grandparents, especially my grandfather, who served in three wars, because he uh, was in the Army Air Corps during World War II that became um, Air Force and fought three wars, I said, I want to participate in fighting the war on terrorism. I want to be a part of fighting back because of what happened. And so I did join the Air Force. And so from then there, I just got into more um, not only foreign affairs, um, terrorism, anti-terrorism, security management, but even foreign policy how to learn and study it more in depth because I said there's something going on here to even have that uh, that for allowed to have happen. And as the years go by, you start to learn where the Clinton administration knew about those terrorists. They knew they were here. They were practicing flying. And so you start to see the bigger and clearer picture where I started to learn more about how all these actors play a part in all across the world and who is involved and who ignored and everything else. And so that moment in time, I really prayed about it. It took me a little bit, but God said, go ahead and join the military so I can make a change and, and be um, part of this fight so we won't be hit again um, by foreign terrorists, even though we have before. I mean, afterwards, you know, like the Boston bombing and everything else and terrorist attacks, but nothing on that impactful scale. At least I can say I, I was part of the global war on terrorism, and I have my medal. Yeah, and there, there, there's a lot of uh, veterans... Um, that kind of that that went down that same line. They got activated. Um, that they, they they activated after seeing that happen, right? Because you know the the, the fear, right? Mm -hmm. The fear and all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? See, all that that day in particular for me, that day in particular, I was I was actually in Hamburg, Hamburg, Germany. Wow. When that wow. happened, yeah, I was in Hamburg, and I remember. I, I remember I was, we're, we're doing something. Oh, I know what we're doing. I can't say what we're doing. Um, but we're, we're, we're going on about our day. And uh -huh. I, 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 get a, I get a phone call from the director general of the, of the Foreign Service. And she was like, um, everybody's coming home from Europe like right now. Don't even play. Drop what you're doing. Get on an airplane and get your ass back to the, get your ass back to DC. My wife, what the hell is going uh -huh. on? They're like, we'll brief you later. Okay, whatever. So we 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 ended up um, we, we we had to end up catching a uh, a, a little puddle jumper from from Hamburg um, to to one of our Air Force bases in Germany, and uh -huh. then we caught a flight from there back to the back to back to dc in midair they told us what had happened i'm like holy sh nikes 
really? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting on that plane. Right. Oh, you know, I'm over the Atlantic Ocean. Like, no, this can't be real. This is some sort of, this is some sort of, like, you, you know, uh, 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 so, some sort of um, upset activity, right? Some sort of exercise, right? I'm like, this is, and y'all playing, right? You're, we're just, you know, I'm sitting here like, right. we're, we're joking. There was like, there was like, no, no, there is no joke. And they, you know, and they, they pulled it up on, on the screens. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, still, I said, this can't be real. Like, this is not real. I said, okay, we're just going back to the United States. It's cool. Or they're going to turn us around and take us back like it's cool. Mm -hmm. And then the phone call came about was was about was was about probably close to over Bermuda at this point. Right. We're already over halfway home. And it was a phone call from the director general. And she was like, Bush has these orders, da 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 I'm like, oh shit, shit is real. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa. And then as we're flying in, flying over Bermuda, you could literally now those of you who have been to Bermuda know how far into the Atlantic Ocean it is, right? We could see the smoke. Right. Look out the window. We could see the smoke from the towers. Still, right? Because they had collapsed at that point. By the time we got here, but you could still see the pillars of smoke in the air, right from New York, and we're like, "Wow, are you serious?" And at, at, at that point, at that point in time, I was just, you know, I, I, I was, I was in literal utter disbelief over what just happened. Mind you, right? I'm mid. I, I'm mid I'm mid twenties. Right? Uh late twenties mm-hmm. actually when when all this happened. I'm just still, still sitting shaking my head like Like, did this <sighs> really happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, same I, thing with me. I, I was twenty three. You, you know, if if you could I just wanna let everybody know you can also follow me on Instagram, Aja for Congress, uh Facebook and Twitter, Aja for Congress or Aja Smith for Congress. And I did a video a couple of years ago. How old were you and where were you? You know, and I and I was 23 when it happened. And a lot of young people now, they weren't even born or too little to remember to know the significant impact it had on our nation. This was the first time, regardless of your politics, your race, your ethnicity, your culture, your religion, where America came together. The first time that I have witnessed. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandparents, of course, when when it was World War II, V-Day and D-Day and, and the victory of World War II, you know, my grandparents witnessed that. But even my mom says, she said, I've never seen the nation come together as one. As one. Regardless, everybody was there to help everybody. Everybody was there to consult. And I have a friend it was I, ironically, um, he's from Brooklyn, and he said, same story as me. You know, when nine eleven happened, <laughs> kind of funny, oh, kind of funny story, but kind of like, oh my God. He said, I had went out looking for my sister because I heard she just from school, but then all of a sudden nine, he was there. He was there. He said, Aja, if I, he said, I was there looking for my sister because I heard she skipped school, so I was looking for her, and then. He said, I saw the towers come down. Mm. I mean, he found his sister and took her back home, but he said, I was there. 
He said, I went out, me and my friends, with to go volunteer to help people. And he has the same story as me. He said, I joined the United States Marine Corps that next week. You know, first he wanted to be a police officer, but he said, you know what, I'm going to go full-blown and be a Marine. And he did. Him and I had the same story. It was really crazy. He said, I was there in it. And he said the the chaos, the the horrible things that happened, even people died afterwards because of all the um, effects, excuse me, effects, you know, when the towers came down with all the dust and debris and everything else. A lot of people ended up with cancer and dying. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just one of those days that I, I tell I, I, I interact with a lot of young people, and they're like, oh, well, we don't know. We just see. I said, when you watch it live, like I did, when you watch it live, it's a psychological thing that sticks in your brain forever. Yeah. Forever. Where you can say, I was told to turn on the TV. I really thought my grandmother was going crazy then. I was like, what? And you see the second plane hit that tower. You're like, what is going on here? And it was just so much information at one time, even the news couldn't keep up. Even they couldn't keep up on what was going on. And then you hear about Flight 93. Yep. You know, and I I mean, for months and months, And and, and to see the former... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. President Bush go there and said, you know, we, we, we got to come together, and we did. But that changed our whole entire way of how we did business. Before then, we didn't have um, the Department of Homeland Security. We didn't have TSA. We right. didn't have half this stuff that you see today. We didn't even have the Patriot Act. Nope, not at that point. Nope. You know, we, we didn't, I mean, you can just go into the airport, go through in, okay, fine. And, and that's it. But we didn't have TSA. We didn't have DHS. We, I, I, I know people said, you know, when I, when I joined the military, um, we, we had to come up with new squadrons and new career fields and new way we did business, even um, the reserves. You know, they were always, already reserved, but we became operational reserve. I was never traditional one weekender because as soon as I got in, I got activated. They say, you're just going to be on 
I said, okay. So I, I was pretty much active duty for a pretty long time, but I was a operational reserve, and I did deploy. I went to the Middle East, you know, and, and, and learning all about that custom and culture and, and, and everything else that I did, and so and even cybersecurity. And so even the military had to revamp on, on so many different programs and statuses because of the what if, it's the pre-planning. And same thing with this DOD civil service. Everything had to change now because of what happened that day. But like you said earlier in your show, we've had attacks before, but nothing of that significant impact of the, this today. Mm-hmm. But we never learn. We never learn. Sure and, and that's the thing where, you know, I, I, I call out both sides on this and even who, who the key players are. You've never really changed it to make it better, but we can be more proactive instead of reactionary. Right. Because you always exactly wait correct. until something happens yep. and then you become reactionary. But when you be proactive, now you're also hindering, like the Patriot Act, at first it sounded great, but now is being weaponized towards everybody, your own citizens. Mm-hmm. All and in the name of security. Of to, it, it, exactly. And, of course, today I was sitting at work, and I hear all this chatter, 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 and my boss had to run to a meeting and come back, and he turned on and briefed us. He said, we had another terrorist attack. We're like, where? What state? He said, no, Libya. Yep. And we had to watch that get briefed and said, and he said, Ambassador and, co- you know, a couple of others, they, they were all killed. And we were like, what? And we yep. watched that all unfold. Yep. You know, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Cairo because a lot of people really don't know what happened prior to the Libya attack with Cairo. And you have the more experience. I mean, I kind of remember it, but we were just so focused on what happened at the embassy in Libya. Right. Yeah, Cairo, Ky- Cairo during, was a distraction. That was during the Obama administration. Yeah, Cairo was a distraction. It, it was a distraction mm-hmm. for what was going to go down in Benghazi because they, 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 they attacked us under the cover of darkness. Like, we're talking, it, it would be, it, it was like 10, like 10, 20 local time. At that time, mm-hmm. and I mean, we got out. We like was like, you know, we're we're ghosts. We're Audi five thousand. Like we're done, because you know we because mm-hmm. because the, the 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 consulate, the old consulate, was on the river, right? So it's easily get up, get out. We're out. We're done, right? And we ended up we ended up in Cyprus. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But unfortunately for you know my my my, my friends in Benghazi. Right when they took over, you know the 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 one place, and then they took over the CIA spot, right? Like it, it just, but yeah, that that whole thing in Cairo was a practice run for what they they were going to do in Benghazi, and and they it was a dry run, yeah. It was a total dry run, and and this is where you know our media, our journalists, they do a very big disadvantage on putting these pieces together. Number one, a lot of them don't understand. Number two, 
they just don't care. They they don't do journalism like they did before. And so this is where you and I and many others need to really start talking about this on how things grow into what we know now. 9-11, um, uh, Cobalt Towers, um, the Boston terrorist attack, um, what was it, the USS Cole as well? Yeah, the Cole, um, yeah, with the Exocet I, I, missile. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that. I, I, I mean... All this stuff has been leading up because you had neocons controlling on both sides for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. There's neocons on the right and the left, people. There, there are neocons on the left. Well, they're progressives. They're just, they, they yes, just, that's, they, that's the progressive left. That's just who they are. They're warmongers. Right. All of them are in cahoots. They're, they're, it, they're, AKA they're the establishment. Right. A.K.A. the mm-hmm. establishment. Right. And that's what people have to understand. Right. The, these people that send our men and women to war. Right. To, to war in places we shouldn't even be playing war in. Right. Or, or send our men and women into hostile territories, knowing the likelihood of these people. You know what I mean? These people surviving this is almost virtually slim. Right. I mean, it, just look. Just look at it. Before nine eleven, we went into the war with Afghanistan and Iraq. You have Bush Senior who went in, who who took us into the Gulf War. I mm-hmm. remember the Gulf War. Yep. We had to because I live where a military installation, and they were getting bomb threats all the time. So us school kids, I was in junior high. Okay, people, people are like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm in my forties, so I know this stuff, and so. And so we had to do not fire drill runs. We had to do bomb drill yep. runs yep. because the schools where I live, the elementary schools that were all the schools, they were being threatened by bomb threats. So we had to learn how to react if, in case a bomb happened. Yep. Because they were threatening all the ele- all the schools in the area yep. for bombs. Because where yep. I live, it's a military installation. Yep. That, that that was the same thing with us in Northeast Florida, right? At, uh, d- during a uh, um, uh, during Desert Desert Storm, right? And, and even mm-hmm. after, I remember even after that, right? That a lot of the schools, right, had to practice um, nuclear fallout mm-hmm. drills, nuclear fallout drills, because yeah. people. Re- I, have, I have to. to remind people, right? Um, Northeast Florida, you got NAS Jacks, NAS NAS Mayport, right, and you have Kings Bay right across the border, the big submarine base. Thank yep. Right, so Northeast Florida, like if you if you lived within fifty miles of Jacksonville, you had to practice at least twice a year practice nuclear nuclear fallout drills. Where to go? Where the bunkers are in this in, in the school? If if there's no bunker in the school, where do you go? That is sheltered sheltered for nuclear fallout. Like, I, mean, I remember doing that when I was in high school, and it, we're talking right, and we're talking uh, ninety ninety to ninety three. We had to practice this stuff, and mind yeah. you too, right? We just we were just coming out of Desert Storm, right? We were just coming out of Desert Storm. I was in I in was the, in, in the, junior the, high, the and that's where yeah. we had to practice. Because, see, a lot of people don't realize here on the West Coast of the nation, people think, why is the West Coast to be a bigger threat? And I'm going to tell you why, and I can tell you why, because we still have an enemy, and it's called China. Mm, China. Mm-hmm. China. <laughs> yeah, China. So, <laughs> China. 
That's that's never going to get old. That will never get old. I I died, but I decreased. <laughs> so 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 when all of this was going on, of course, on the West Coast, we had to be more high alert on anything. Well, it's in the Middle East. Yeah, but guess what? Now we have China and North Korea that can shoot missiles and rockets and and in, in a nuclear attack on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You, a lot of people don't realize that. Y'all can make fun of us all you want, but hey, we're all American. I fall for everybody in these states. But you have to realize how the importance it is on, uh, we can talk about this later or in another show, on keeping military installations open on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Because... What we remember as far as the enemy of when the Japanese came over and bombed Pearl Harbor, well, we have better technology now where they don't even need to come on the boat. They could just shoot over here. Yeah, pew, pew. From China and North Korea. Yeah. And so when I tell people about national defense, why it's important national security, we have an enemy on the West Coast, which is, China and North Korea, mm-hmm. and then on the West Coast, you got some other actors too. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's why when 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 Clinton got into the administration, I hated it so bad because he closed down so many military installations, especially on the West Coast, Norton, George Castle, mm, yes, all these, um, that's all right, these, all these installations, and he yep. closed a lot of aerospace. Which my mom worked for aerospace, and she lost her job. Mm. My mom worked for an aerospace company, and then when she lost her job, she went into nursing. But she said that was the best time of my, you know, I, I loved what I do because she was working for uh, Rockwell and El Segundo. But when Clinton got into office, oh, we're just going to downsize and downsize and revamp. It hurts not only the communities. Um, um, and where where the bases were, like where March used to be a big, heavy, active duty base, and so was Norton, so was George, so was Castle. Right. And um, a couple of other bases down here on the coast, it, it put us in the bigger national security risk on the West Coast. Right. And then that's why, you know, the bases in Hawaii are there, but they can only fight for so much, and that's why we have the bases here, up and down, up and down the coastline, from Washington all the way down here to southern, deep down to Southern California, because we're still on an alert status in case China or North Korea does something. And this is where anybody who's running for a federal office on the on the West Coast, that's why I said federal has always been in my blood, especially when it comes to nat- na- uh, national defense. Right. We have a lot of problems going on, but the way that these actors are playing, now you have the Biden administration, we don't know we're going to wake up and, and have aliens come down. Who knows? I'm not that far from Roswell or even Area 52, people. But what 51, I'm saying yeah. is, yep. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, Area 51, we probably got a 52 somewhere. But <laughs> I know, right? Right. Yes, yeah, so it's one of those secret bases. You have to pay attention to national security. I understand we have a lot going on, 
with a lot of domestic, but when it comes to national security, and you have these neocons still in charge, and especially on the right, because you got rid of Liz Cheney, she is gearing up to take over and take over the neocon faction. Yep. Just like her father did, right? Just like her father Dick, right? I mean, and all those, you're going to get all yeah, the Billy was, Crystal he, types. He yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, you got all the Billy Crystal types, the Cheney types, you know what I mean? All these different cats, the Joe Walsh's, all these type of people, the Mitch McConnell's, all of them. But see, we also have to call oh, out, dear. right? We have to call out the whole the whole progressive establishment on the left, too, right? Because they, yes. they, they're all about that. They pretend... Right. The, the progressive left pretends, oh, yeah, we're, we're we're pushing to progress the country. No, undercover, you are warmongers in bed with your progressive right friends, the neocons. You're all in bed together and willing You're to sell out the American people to line your pockets. We got to go to break real quick. So y'all know what y'all, y'all yeah. know the cliche cheese, wine and crackers. Do your thing. Um, and when we come back, you know, I'm going to have my homegirl still here. We're going to talk about this 9-11 stuff and get into a few other things, and we're going to close this thing out. So, y'all do the thing. Cheese, wine, and crackers. We'll be back here in five. (laughs) I love it. back 21 years. I'm Joe Chiro, Fox News. A 9-11 commemoration ceremony in New York City. A bell rang out at 8.46 a.m. to mark the time the first hijacked plane hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Vice President Kamala Harris attending the ceremony. Nearly 3,000 people were killed in the attacks. President Biden attended a wreath-laying and remembrance ceremony at the Pentagon. We'll continue to monitor and disrupt those terrorist activities wherever we find them, wherever they exist, and we'll never hesitate to do what's necessary to defend the American people. The Pentagon, one of the sites struck by a hijacked plane. First Lady Jill Biden speaking at a ceremony today in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, near the memorial there. First Lady Jill Biden was in attendance, joined by friends and family of the victims as each passenger and crew member were read in honor of their lives and sacrifices. This is the legacy we must carry forward. Hope that defies hate. Love that defies loss and the ties that hold us together through it all. So many brave stories that should certainly live on. Fox. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
is Charles Watson. Gas prices continue to decline. Industry analyst Troby Lumberg says prices fell 12 cents over the past two weeks to a new national average of 3.85 a gallon. She says it's because demand is very weak. But this month we have a big demand drop off seasonally, plus the lessening of the restrictions on vapor pressure. In other words, the summer blend, which costs more to make comes to an end. Prices are still 61 cents higher on average than they were a year ago. America is listening to Fox News. How did six out of the top seven best-performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at NetSuite.com slash quick. NetSuite.com slash quick. One conservative political activism group is ranking states based on how free they perceive education to be. Fox's Evan Brown reports from Broward County, Florida. The Heritage Foundation says Florida provides the most educational freedom to families. The storied conservative political action group released its Education Freedom Report Card, ranking schools and education policy in the nation based on school choice, parental involvement, transparency, and budget spending. Florida ranked the highest, followed by Arizona and Idaho. At the bottom of the list was New Jersey, New York, and lastly, the District of Columbia. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. Tens of thousands of Catalan separatists rallied in Barcelona today, hoping to reignite the independence movement that is fraying as it nears the five-year anniversary of its failed breakaway bid from the rest of Spain. For the past decade, the September 11 rally held on Catalonia's main holiday has been the focal point of the Northeast region's separatist movement. A sex sting in California has arrested more than 160 sex workers and would-be Johns. Fox's Roger Stern has details. Polk County, Florida Sheriff Grady Judd says his deputies conducted Operation Fall Hall 2 to help women caught up in sex trafficking. It's important to understand that if there were no Johns, if there were no customers, there would be no prostitutes and there would be no human trafficking. Among those who allegedly solicited sex from undercover officers pretending to be prostitutes, a police official from Georgia, a Florida state corrections officer, several teachers, and two Disney employees. And officers discovered at least two sex trafficking victims. Roger Stern, Fox News. And I'm Joe Chiro, Fox News. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. What does that mean for margins? But not every business is in the dark. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory. So you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need, all in one place. In 2022, profit is the new growth. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Fox. NetSuite.com slash Fox.
Black Southern Liberty. Appreciate y'all coming through this evening. Uh, those of you in the, that are participating in the live chat, I appreciate y'all taking time out. I love y'all 100%. Those of you that are listening uh, down here in good old South Florida on public radio, I thank y'all too. Those of y'all in the good old Beehive listening on public radio, I appreciate y'all too. Um, I love all of you and appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your, out of your weekend. You know, it's the end of the stinky weekend. Um, wish I could just, you know, make every, every day, uh, every day a Saturday, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, that's not how the world goes around. That's why I'm an advocate for uh, reducing the work week to four days. I'm just saying reduce the work week to four right. days. Look at what they do in Germany, right? Germany has four day work weeks. True, but do they have longer hours? Um, their hours are like a like an hour longer, depending on the profession, right? Hmm. But right, but I'm just saying, hey, everybody, you know what? Here's the thing, right? Our our our, our the corporation, right? The the corporation, right? The corporation uh, uh, keeps the five day work weekend because they want to milk us for everything they got. Let's just look, let's just keep it real, right? The less we work, the less money, the less money they get to send money to places they don't need to send it, right? True, so, from right, an economic standpoint, uh-huh. yeah. So, so why don't we, re- okay. you know what I mean? Why don't we reduce the work week to four days and maybe work a nine-hour day, right? Because, I mean, really, if we really sit back and think about this, right? Everybody works an eight-and-a-half-hour day, right? Pay you pay lunch. Right, uh, right, unless you get a paid lunch, right. But more than likely, right. you're at that job site for eight-and-a-half hours a day. What's wrong with nine hours? What's wrong with nine hours with a paid lunch, and then you 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 but, give you give folks the, the 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 Friday off? But you know, I did that for a while when I went regular civil service. Um, I had a flex schedule, so I had every other Friday off. Or you can either choose Friday or Monday. So I chose Friday, but my work was the mountain the same. Hmm. You know, I, I had, you know, some people had every other Monday off. Some people had every other Friday off. And I used to have every other Friday off until I went to a straight eight schedule Monday through Friday. And so um, it actually worked out. I was more rested. I was more less stressed. I was more cheerful. <laughs> and I worked nine-hour days. I worked nine hour days. I had an hour lunch. I worked nine hour days. I had every other Friday off and I was actually more productive in life and at work because I was like, oh, I got Friday off or every other Friday. And then the Friday that I worked, I had a short day, which I worked eight hours instead of the nine hours. So instead of getting off at five o'clock, I got off at like that four o'clock or whichever one it was. I can't remember. And I got up just an hour earlier than my regular day because I worked nine-hour days. Right. And I was more productive. Okay. Right. Right. Hmm. That's an interesting topic. Right. So, 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 the yeah, that that's something we can get into another time. It's something that I've been contemplating yeah. for a while, right? But now, I kind of did too. Now, now the the other the the other part of nine eleven, right? We're talking 2012. We're talking about Benghazi here, right? Benghazi. It did. 
But see here, here's what the... people don't under, don't remember. Okay, let, let let me just go back and and yeah, I, go ahead. And I, I I remember how all this started with Benghazi. They blamed a video. It was an amateur American style video that was denouncing mm-hmm. Islam and 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 everything else and the attacks. Um, and so they blamed the State Department blamed a video of why this happened. Right. That and it caused all the chaos first, like you said, started in Cairo, then it went over to Libya. Right. And so you have to start questioning was it really the video or was it something else that triggered and the State Department used the amateur video as a scapegoat? Right. And this is where I will say as Aja Smith, okay, people, yes, I'm a political candidate and I am a registered Republican, but I have common sense. And I start looking at things. When Donald Trump ran for president, what was his first thing that he always said? I'm going to lock her up. I'm going to lock her up. I'm going to lock her up. And guess what? The feds raided him. Right. That's right. Four yep. years, I'm like, okay, are we going to do an investigation on this woman? A real investigation. Not that dog and pony show we saw, which mm-hmm. is the way difference does it make? I would have slapped every single charge against her as much as I could. Uh, I mean, Comey was a joke. We all know he even admitted what she committed was a violation of DOD practices. I was in the DOD. I cannot have a classified server without authorization at my house and especially in my bathroom. You have mm-hmm. to have a special room. People, I, when people say, well, how do you know so much about this? I used to set up the rooms. <laughs> I, just, I used to do, I used to do security. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. You just can't take classified to your house, and then the, and then the maid and everybody else can look at the classified the classified documents coming over the skiff. You can't do that. It has to be in the locked, secure room. You can't have it in on your kitchen counter. And it was DOD violations. But what really, I, I felt that I was kind of let down. Okay, I wasn't kind of let down. I was let down where you had an amount of evidence for you, former President Trump, to even get Comey and everybody else. But I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, but you just didn't touch it. Right. But here what they did, they turned around and did it to you. Right. They found classified at your house. Yep. Even though you were saying you were going to lock her up for four years and had everybody chanting this, but it never happened. You in in, in this last administration, the first hundred days should have said we're going to really know what happened in Benghazi, Cairo, Libya, everything, and how this built up because you had Eric Holder involved with this, and you and then all of a sudden you had Fast and Furious going on with this. They were mm-hmm. running arms. Mm-hmm. They were running arms. They were arms yeah. dealing. And you pinned it on a guy who made an amateur video. You scapegoated it. You had Hillary Clinton, who was the state, uh, Secretary of State. She ran the State Department. You could have prevented all of these shenanigans that are happening to you right now if you had just stuck with 
I'm going to get a bigger investigation, even if it's taking down people in my own party. Mm-hmm. Even if it's taking down people in my own party. The Mitch McConnells, right. the Liz Cheney, mm-hmm. the Romneys. Yep. Yep. That's exactly that's that that's exactly it. Now and, and, and kind of stay in that same vein, right, when we're talking about Libya, right? Now mm-hmm. we, we have to understand that the point in time when because we we have to we we all have to keep in mind that they've literally erased Muammar Gaddafi from the history book. Oh yeah, right. Oh, they, yeah. they they only show his rule when he overthrew the king King Idris, King Idris the first when they, when he overthrew mm-hmm. him and they Libya transitioned into a Libyan Arabic Republic, right. And then he 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 went to be the general of the military at that point and st- still maintain that right. But they don't recognize him, right? They don't recognize him as the leader of Libya, which I mean, he clearly he was. He was clearly the leader of Libya, dictator or not, right? Correct. But what they did in Correct. this in this transitional period from Libya to uh, from from the Libyan Arabic Republic, right, to um, this new nation they're trying to create right they had um if i remember if i remember the names off the top of my head they had president jalil they had president mm-hmm. al-salim um president magarif and yeah 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 Agarif was the recognized leader let me take that back yeah he was the recognized leader and his name is very important right because he was quote-unquote the president of libya from august 2012 listen to me august 2012 Right to May of 2013. Those dates sound kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of off, doesn't it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, all the other, uh, all the other leaders of Libya before that point in time, right? They were independents, but they also claimed Islamic socialism. Okay, and that if you know anything about Mina, meaning Mina M E N A, meaning uh, Middle Eastern North Africa, right, mm-hmm. and other Arabic countries, they are Islamic socialist type countries, except for Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and um, Qatar, right? I, yep, I was right? going to say Qatar. Right now, there. now, uh, President Magarif, he was he was he was part of the National Front Party. Now, here's what's interesting about the National Front Party. Guess what their ideologies are? Liberalism and progressivism. And they claim to be Uh, center left. uh, Now, they're they're, they're uh, on, on right now. Mr. Stevens and crew and company was working with Gaddafi, ignoring Magarif, hmm. Hmm. Is is, is it come? Is it coming together? Yes, the pieces are coming together. Huh? If if, if our ambassador man was hmm. ignoring President Magarif of Libya and working with Gaddafi because he was the recognized leader of the people, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Let's keep it real, people. The United States literally installed a shadow government, a.k.a. shadow. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Who or whatever you want to call it and try to look at him as the as Magarif, as the legitimate leader of Libya. That's a that's a big chess move. And then and then they had him. They had him assassinated. I'm caught. What is it was an assassination, but we didn't do it. They had they riled the people up to do it. Of course. Right. Because we want to keep our hands clean. Right. And, and after President Magarif, there has been no Islamic socialism in that country. Everybody's claimed to be independent. Here's what else is interesting, too, right? They have not they have not had a legitimate election since twenty twelve. They have not wow. had a legitimate election since twenty twelve, people. Y- y'all listen to me very closely, right? Ask me why. Ask me why. Ask me why they haven't had a legitimate election. Why they have not had a legitimate Why? election? Because Muammar Gaddafi's son is trying to run for president. Okay. Yeah, Saif Saif Os Islam Gaddafi is running for president, and the people love Saif Al Islam Gaddafi. If if you if you now, go and you can my, go online now, my question is yeah. Now my question is they love him, but is he like his father? And will they try? Will we try to take him out or anybody else? Well, here's um, a, in the Islam. Okay, here's right now. Here's now, let, let, let me add a piece to that. Right, remember, Muammar Gaddafi is the one that founded the African Union. He founded yeah. the Arab Socialist Union. Right. He unified Africa. He unified Africa under the African Union. Yes, he did. Hmm. And what was the African? What was what was his proposal? Right. With the African Union. Right. Um, uh, uh, Once he formed it, what was his proposal? They were going to start their own currency backed by gold. That's what I was going to say. They, they were they were gonna they were gonna get out of this um, world federal government of currency underneath the Rothschilds mm-hmm. and the pet, banks. Yep. The petrol they, dollar. Yep. It, yeah, the petrol dollar, and they're gonna say we're gonna start our own bank and control our own money and get out underneath on the Rothschilds. Yeah. Let, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I hope y'all under uh, under 
understand what what happened. Some more wine on this. It's deep, people. I'm telling you, it's deep. You know it, 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 that what's and, and I can't say much more than whatever what what my true opinion is. Um, for many reasons, but question yourself. And, and I'm serious. If you guys, everybody goes back and looks up the heads of state of Libya, you'll only see Muammar Gaddafi on that list once. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll see him on that list once because the United States did not recognize Muammar Gaddafi, but the rest of the world did. Africa, Asia, right? You know, uh, Saudi. They all recognized Muammar Gaddafi as the legitimate leader of Libya, but the United States did not. No, because number one, it was. It, 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 and I'm glad you brought up the bank because. Once countries start saying we're going to break away from the World Bank, of the Rothschild Bank, um, and stop playing with the New World Order, and we're just going to start with our own banks and control our own money, oh, wait a minute. Because people don't realize Africa and all those regions, they're buku rich. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not talking about, like, Forbes rich. They, they, they make Bill Gates and all of those people look like they're on welfare. Hello. I mean, hey, the, 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 to kind of what sidebar that, mean, right? To the, the sidebar that in a minute, right? Mean one of those people on the damn Forbes list. Oh, yo, N- uh, none, Elon Musk none of them. is the richest man in the world. No, reported N- richest man reported. in the world. Reported, yep. I mean, hell, look at, we're gonna, uh, I, I want to sidebar before we get back on track. Look at Saddam Hussein's palace. The son of a bitch was yes. made of fucking gold. Are you kidding the me? Huh, the oh. toilets was bling, bling. Huh? You're shitting in gold. Huh, right? Like, when you can pull up in your john and shit in gold, motherfucker, you rich. Okay? You you, you, you dirty rich. Okay? Like, you so rich. Like, <laughs> you so rich, bruh. Like, <laughs> the money that Fawcett's giving you a bath, you that rich. But they don't count them people like that. They don't count them people like no, that. No, right? because you they, can't. No, they, I mean they don't like like they do Abu Dhabi, right? They they will people the world will not concede that Abu Dhabi is the richest city in the world, right? Well, at we, that time I don't know if it still is, but oh, oh, it still is. It it's still highest, is. It's a, it's 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 the highest uh, capital, um, right? Uh, of the world because I learned that. Yes, I was that's correct. I was like, yep, that's I was correct. Like, wow. That's the highest in the world. This little itty bitty country. Yep. And the golf. And I'm looking around there, and I'm like, these people are are beyond rich. Yeah. They're not even rich or wealthy. They, no. They, they just they just set for life. Highest per capita in the world is Qatar. Yeah. 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 With the the most yeah with the most wealth per capita. Yes, that is correct. Right. Um, I mean, when, when you got and I implore people, implore people, if you ever get a chance to go to the Middle East and you get to go to countries uh-huh. like Bahrain, you uh, 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 you get to go to Qatar, right? You get you Dubai. get to go to yeah Dubai, right? Where Abu Dhabi is like when you got people walking around with leopards as pets, player, you know you Look. got that bling, hmm? Bro, let me tell you, hmm. my first time downtown, I got to go downtown and check it out and stuff. Uh, Mercedes were like taxi cabs. I yes. was like, man, look here. The the the, the, the one Royce time was like a Honda. <laughs> no, seriously. 
No, what, let me tell you something. When, when, when I was in Dubai, that, that, that three weeks I was in Dubai, right? No word of lie. Some of their taxi cars, like the high end, let's say like you have the Ubers, right? The high end mm-hmm. Ubers were Bugattis. Motherfucking mm-hmm. Bugatti. You I, just I pulled like, that. Woo, woo. You, you, and, and I tell people, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been to Europe. Well, I've been to England, and I, and I enjoyed my stay. Oh, they're so rich and cold. No, when you put, when you go to the Middle East, it's another, it's another level. Yeah, it's another level. Yes, it, it is a whole nother level. When, you, when, when you're walking out on the uh, out of a building and you see Bentleys, Bugattis, you see cars that de- didn't even exist yet. And you looking around like, dang. Right? Forget a Mercedes. For, for, forget all these Lamborghinis, people. I'm telling you, take a trip to the Middle East, and it's, it's a whole nother level of wealth. Yeah. Like I said, those some of those sheiks, some of those uh, royal family people, I, you know, people talk about Bill Gates and, and, and um, Elon Musk. No, they they are peasants compared to wealth. What they have over there, right? Real talk, but I I didn't want to segue too far into that. But yeah, you're right, right? Know, the, the it, Africa, it, 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 Africa itself, right? It, is it's, it's is the rich. Well, people don't understand. Africa is actually the richest nation on the earth because of the continent. minerals yeah. and the resource yeah. continent. Yes, continent mm-hmm. on the earth because and the Middle East and people separate the Middle East and Africa. But technically, they are the same. It's just that the lines were drawn to separate when the, I think it was like in the 1800s, right. that group, I forgot the group's name, and they start separating. But no, the Middle East and Africa have always been on the same continent. It's just one river that separates, but they have always been the same, and they are the richest continent and region in the world because of the minerals and the resources. Well, here's the, here's, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? And and and, and this That's whole thing. That's why you have the Chinese over there trying to take the shit. Right. And, 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 right. Now, now we're, we're going to stick on Libya a second, right? We'll stay on the okay, uh, on the Libya train. No, you're good. I, you're I good. No, I, I know, right? Uh, me and you both, right? But let's think about this, okay. right? Lib- remember, what is Libya's largest natural resource? Oh, I should know this. Come on now. It's not gold. It, no. It, it's not gold. No, um, it, it, it's gold, but not the type of gold you would think. Plat, um, hold on. Hold on. Come okay, on. Put, the, put the Jeopardy music. Ladies and gentlemen, Gas. Libya's biggest natural resource is black gold. Gas. Black gold, black a.k.a. Gold? oil. Yes. I thought it was gas. No, no. They're the biggest supplier of European countries. They're the biggest supplier to European countries yes. when it comes to oil. Right? So, think now, now I want y'all to put this yes. in context. Right? If Libya oh, is the biggest supplier to Europe, right? And mind you, at this time, the European Union has already formed and they're functioning as a unit, right? And if Libya mm-hmm. is controlling majority of the oil imports into the into the European Union, and when Muammar Gaddafi said, "I'm going to start the African Union and start my own currency backed on gold," what do you think was going to happen? He was going to cut that supplies or raise the money up. 
So what do so 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 what they do? They were going to have to pay. They were going to have to pay more tariffs. Mm, So guess what? United States. I'm going to be straight up. United States couldn't have that, could they? They 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 were going to have to pay either more tariffs, raise the prices, or they're going to say we're just going to kill this dude because we're not paying. Right, right. Because here's the thing, right? uh, America exports a lot of oil to Europe too. And remember, United States is one of one, one of the, the biggest competition to OPEC, right? Well, We're, then he was probably then going mm. through my head now. Now that you said this, he was probably going to cut them a cheaper deal where they were just going to rely to them hmm. and not us, and we're going to use that that cash value. So we're going to go back to economics and business and say, okay, wait a minute, Rod, you're you're saying that you're going to cut and you're going to sell it for a cheaper price, but then. You're not going to buy from me, so I'm going to take out rock. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, Libya, Libya has is is the is uh if I remember correctly, and I'm y'all might y'all it. might can look this up, but Libya right now ranks tenth in the world in oil reserves, and they're the first in Africa. They have always been first in Africa, but I think they went up to like tenth, right? So we have to keep this in context. If 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 another individual, right? And I'm going to bring this in the real world context so people can connect the dots. An individual started, right, the African Union to build his own currency based on gold to sell oil. That would crash the petrodollar, correct? Yes. Right now, hold on. And OPEC is already doing its own thing. They're getting theirs and dinars and everything else. Bling, bling, right? Now, check this out. I'm going to bring in a real-world context. Of, of the dinar, their, the value of the dinar would have really went up because when mm-hmm. I went over there and exchanged my money, man, the dinar, the U.S. money was trumped the dinar, but I was like, shit, I can have $100 and spend all kinds of money with the dinar. But right. so because it was such a low in the currency, right. if you start doing that, then their currency would have surpassed the dollar. Yep. So now, so, so, so now let's put that situation Right. Let's put that situation with the African Union, their own creating their own currency backed by gold. Right. Check this out. Check it out. The gold standard. Uh, Yeah. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all ready for this? I hope you're holding on to your seat because history repeats itself. History repeats itself and is right in front of our face if we are actually looking for it. So I'm going to I'm going to lead the way with you, Miss Aja. What is what, what is the major military event that's happening right now? In the world right now, major military event. Call it. What is it? Oh, U- Ukraine, right? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Ukraine, okay. Russia, right? We're funding Nazis. Yeah, we're funding right. Nazis. Well, we're not even funding the Nazi piece. <laughs> not even funding the Nazi piece. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Topic. I'm going with one of the belligerents, Russia. Right? Yeah, right? because Russia is trying to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, right? What people now? Russia's trying to do the same thing. Who's right. trying to do the same thing? With right. Ruble. And and he's got help. Ruble, ruble, whatever. Stuff. Ruble. Yeah. He's got help though, right? It's called BRICS. B R I C S. Brazil. The, 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 and the, these are the nations. BRICS is the na- the first letter of the nations that's in this organization. It's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they're trying to create a reserve currency to undercut what? The petrodollar. So the United States has to go into Ukraine to to threaten Russia to try to get them to back down. But what people are not are failing to understand 
is the fact once Saudi Arabia gets on board, Argentina gets on board, and Iran gets on board, it's game over. It's game over for the petrodollar. So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Here's the thing. They're distracting us and dividing us with the stuff, dividing the American people with Mm -hmm. all these checker issues. Mm -hmm. But you have the chaining and everybody saying, okay, we got rid of Trump, we're going to get rid of Biden, and then we're going to put a neocon in office so we can start another war so we can grab this opportunity. Th- there you you hit it. Where, you and, hit and, it. And, 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 I, and I keep telling people, I understand CRT, drag queens, yep. uh, what's, what, 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 what's going on. All, all, all that. Stuff mm-hmm. that all, all, of, all of this cookie checkers we're all pawns in it. Yes, I do care about a lot of those things, people, so don't get me wrong. But like I said, when it comes to foreign policy and national policy, you look at... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. How the Republican Party got rid of Liz Cheney, and I swear, I'm getting like three emails a day from Liz Cheney saying, support me, and I'm thinking in my head, I see what you're doing. Because you got rid of her, you were so focused on her, you should have just let Liz just be Liz, let her win or lose on her own, but the, the media, the both the left and the right media are distracting us while the neocons, the progressives the, uh, on the left and the progressives on the right, the establishment on both sides, the McConnells, the, uh, the Cheneys, the, uh, uh, the Romneys, and yes, that is including Rona Romney too, and mm-hmm. then the players on the left with the Schumers and, 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 and the Pelosi's, they're all gearing up together and laughing at you because we're going to have another war to grab this opportunity because like what Rod said, what Manna Justice just said, it's that, it's that OPEC, the petroleum, and the resources that are going on overseas, yep. and it's going to be a very big war, and it's going to be a nasty war, and everybody's going to say, well, what happened? Same thing that happened today or 20 20 plus years ago, and even during Benghazi. You have to still pay attention to the foreign affairs because these players on both sides that are the neocons on both sides, the establishment on both sides, they don't want to lose their power and their money. Nope. So here's the thing, right? That's that's why I think... This is this is just this is pure speculation, but I want people to really think about this. Why does this government, particularly right now, while we're pumping all this money into Ukraine, right, hmm. want to hmm. go to a digital currency? Why do they hmm. want to completely usurp the Constitution of the United States? Because the Constitution, right, the coinage clause, right, says you must yep. print. Print, I mean print, the word print. Print does not mean just magically, deliciously uh, uh, create currency. It means to print it because the print 
is value. There's value in the physical thing. They want to go to digital. This is my opinion. They want to go to digital so they can say, oh, no, we're we're in an all out war. We need your money and take your whole account. But then walk around and give you what you need to survive, right? What did Klaus Schwab say? <laughs> uh, 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 you, what, what, hold on, what did he say? You're, you're gonna um, basically he said you're gonna be poor and you're gonna love it. Yeah. Right. You will own nothing and you will like it. Right. This is the premise. Right. This is the premise of the whole well, thing. Well, they're trying to do that right now. If you're huh. buying firearms through a credit card, they're gonna track you. Hmm. You, yep. you know, and people don't understand that. I mean, that's, if you have not been paying attention to what they're doing with the ATF and all these other alphabet agencies, huh. they're, 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 they said if you buy firearms through a credit card, they will come after you and get it. They are tracking you on your credit cards. You know, this reminds me of that movie. I don't know if anybody's seen it or you've seen it. It was a movie with Justin Timberlake, and it was called In Time. Everybody had a digital currency stuck on their arm. If you ran out of money, you died on the spot. You would drop dead on the spot. That was already like a metaphor premonition, like, okay, you're going to this digital money, and, 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 and if you didn't have enough money on your arm, you would die on the spot. Mm-hmm. It's called, just, it's called um, In Time, or, or, yeah, In Time by just, with Justin Timberlake. Yep. It's science fiction, but it makes you think. Yep. It was digital currency. They tell you, us. You had it implanted. They killed you. If you ran out of money and you couldn't go to that digital bank, you would, you would drop dead in the street. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing, right? The, the things that they play out in these movies that are, 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 are to desensitize you, right? They To desensitize you, right? Just like the whole thing. I don't know if you remember um, back in uh, 20, 2013, Right. Where Belgium was experimenting with biochips. They were implanting them. Right. They're implanting them into your wrist. And all you had to do was walk by. Beep. They pull all your credit information off off of that chip. Right. And they they escalated from the chip to the fingerprint. Yep. Right. They still do that with some of these companies. Some of these companies are, are, are giving their employees chips. And yep. say, oh, you just scan your wrist and, and buy a fruit roll-up from the Exa- vending machine. I'm exactly. Like, right? You talking and, about, and especially you evangelicals out there, mm-hmm. talking about the mark of the beast? Hello. Hello. You're participating in it. Mm. Uh, I, I, mean, th- th- I mean, you remember that movie? It's, it's playing out. Remember that movie, Divergent? <laughs> Yes, this, that's okay. My favorite movie. Th- this, this is everybody was put into different factions. There you go. Based on their personality test. Yes. Based on yes. Uh, and, and, Come and on. everything else. Come on. This that's my favorite um, movie. America I, I, is divergent. Think about yeah. this a minute, right? Re- y'all really sit back and think. If you haven't seen the movie, I suggest you go see it. It's an it's awesome movie. I, right? had, I had to watch it three times. The first time I watched it, it's a series. It's like three or four series, kind of like the Hunger Games. Okay, we passed mm-hmm. the Hunger Games. We're, we're, we're going into a divergent where each side is putting everybody where Joe Biden said, if you're MAGA, you are March. You, 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 yeah. you, you're on the watch list. 
And then the right does the same thing. If you're a progressive, you're on the watch list. And, and it's like we're all being mm-hmm. put into categories. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? There, 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 there was four categories in, 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 in Divergent, right? You had the Dauntless. You had the, um, yeah. the agrarian group. You had the, um, what was the, what was the, um, uh, the, the vagrant group. And then you had the erudites, right? We had these four yeah. factions, right? Remember, the erudites were the elites that were putting people yeah. in these boxes, right? What do we have in America? Yeah. We have the American elite, right? And I'm going to say this again because this is probably one of the best lines I've ever said in my life on radio. Right. The indoctrination from the corporation through our education uses isms and phobias to continue the oppression on these selected box groups. So, OK, I had to pull it up. You had the abnegation, the irritation, yeah, immunity, yep. um, mm-hmm. candor and the faction list. Yes. There you go. Right. So. You can everybody can watch that again. Yeah, everybody can identify with all five of those all five of those factions, right? But only four of the factions were the people that they separated with yeah. their indoctrination from the erudites, right? This is where we are. The federal government, all that elitism up there, they're the erudites, right? And they have all yeah. like the, the the MAGA Republicans, right? You 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 mm-hmm. are you you are the vagrants, right? You are the vagrants. You are the factionless, right? Because you don't belong mm-hmm. in there, right? Then the Democrats can have their little faction, whatever. That's going to be the candor. The Republicans can have their faction, right? But if you're a MAGA yep, Republican, you're factionless. They even have, you know, and, and I had to be fair because I have my Democrat friends too. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, oh, you friends with Democrats? I'm like, yes, I really do. But they're factionless too. A lot of, a lot of, I've been seeing a lot more Democrats are coming up and saying, and they'll message me and say, you know what? We voted for you the last time. We're going to vote for you again because you have common sense, Aja. We're factionless even on the, on the Democrat side. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see the no party preference, um, um, registration is increasing in each and every area. That's the no right. party preference, um, um, uh, registration has in, has surpassed the Republican uh, registration in my district. Right, right. And pretty soon, you're going to have people saying we don't belong to any party. We're factionless. Right, and and and, and that's all because of the elitism come you know coming out of Washington D.C. and and how they're trying to put the the, these people in these different boxes because you don't believe a certain way, but it's 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 slowly but surely backfiring. I don't know. We need it to backfire faster because the well, the, it's, it, it can it can backfire faster if we put the proper people in place on both sides. I don't know if you um, actually follow this young um, this young woman, this young lady on Twitter, but I've been kind of following her. I know she's friends with Sunny. She's been on Sunny's show, but she started a whole wave of a nonpartisan boot camp. She left the Democrat Party, and um, Tiz is that her name? Do you follow yep. her? Tiz Teslin yeah. Teslin Figaro. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know and Tez. She yeah, put on this big, she put on this big event where she's at. Is she said there's no party preference, 
and how to activate. It's called um, Push the Line. It was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was in this, um, Tislin Figaro. Yeah, Tislin Figaro. Yeah, I know who she is. I know who she is. Yep, and, 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 she, and she was calling out her side, too, and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go independent and do a political boot camp in Atlanta. 200-plus D people went. 200-plus people went. If we did that on the right, we can get something moving where we can all come in the middle and say enough is enough. Burn the system. Burn the system. Yep. Burn it to the ground. If you say, well, we're trying to burn, no, you take your faction, you get out of your faction, and yep. you come, become factionless, and we all come together, whether you're a prior Democrat or a prior yep. Republican or even a prior whatever you, you, whatever fried your chicken these last three elections, and we all come together and say, right. enough is enough. And, 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 you know, and, and that's the moment, right? That moment right there, right? And we're talking about the Divergent series, right? And someone typed it in the chat, Divergent, yes. Insurgent. Where that one girl, the main character, broke the glass. Exactly right, and that glass that she broke. If y'all watched Allegiant, right, was the lie that they told that there's nothing outside of that wall. Outside, there's nothing out there. And when she broke that glass, she found out all those erudites lied about what was on the other side, other side of that, and realized that they were in an experiment. They were inside of an experiment, and that's where we have to get to. Right. With with everybody. Right. That's the only unity that I can see is when people, like you said, become factionless. Right. And yep. be like, you know what? Y'all are lying. We're going to expose your lie. And just because you cannot put us in a box, you can't control us. You can't control us with your isms and your phobias. Right. We have we, we can do what we want to do. And as you keep trying to push that upon people that don't sub- subscribe to that monkey box, that emotional box that you throw out there, kind of like that, uh, that 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 gas bomb, that pepper spray you spray in there to get us agitated. We not agitated. We geared up. We ready to go. We see you coming. We're going to expose what's behind that glass and all those lies you have been telling us for decades. And when we I expose you, watch that movie because mm. I'm telling you, man. When I first saw that come out, I said, "Wait a minute, this is onto something." I watched this three times, the whole entire series, three times. Mm-hmm. They even had the divergent books and stuff. Yep. But the thing is, like you said, when when the main character, I forget her name right now, I and I, I might have to Google it. Um, it it's a really good thought provoking um, fiction, but to me. Is nonfiction, right? Because we're living it. We're living it. What we have to, we we what we have to realize, right? And, and be able to Beatrice, yeah, Beatrice Pryor, yep. So because we have to realize and be able to place these things in the context, right? And and, and here's 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 the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? What we if we're looking at our early development early elementary education right when we grew up was me me and you are very close to age right when we grew up when we was watching sesame street what was one of the biggest lessons they taught context clues right context clues 
right? I'll be honest with you. I was I was more phased with Oscar the Grouch. Okay, <laughs> but but right, but they they taught us about context clues. Yes, context clues. Right, yes. they don't teach yes. that anymore. They don't teach no, that anymore because because when they were teaching that, people started waking up or people started to get more conscious and started saying, "Wow, you know, we're we're being more aware," and then they dumbed us down again. Right. When when people are able to see the content, that that's why they demonize majority of us that are Gen X. Because I mean, majority of people that listen to Southern Liberty anyway, we're, we're most of the, most of us are Gen Xers, right? And because we learned we were aware because yeah, because we we saw the stuff, and and nothing to knock with the Boomers and the Millennials and Gen Z. You guys don't realize us Gen Xers. Number one, we didn't have technology. We were Mm-mm. out there seeking and, and gathering and, and really, we, we grew up with the George Carlin parents and, and you go back to the George Carlin days where, yeah, George was way, way before his time. Mm-hmm. George will lay it out. I mean, my dad was the biggest, huge George Carlin fan and he said, and I got to get it from my uncle. Long story short, my dad passed away, but my uncle has everything. My, and before my dad died, he said, if you, he said, since you're getting into politics, and I'm very proud of you, even though I don't like your party, but listen to George Carlin. Because mm-hmm. he, he was that guy that really thought beyond his years and saying, why are they dividing us? Why are they coming up with this crap? And, and as Gen Xers, we grew up listening to those things, yep. and, 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 and we grew up looking at things at a different perspective because, number one, the way how we grew up is it was a survival. Right. We That's had right. to grow up on we, survival. We were, so we were the- Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Many of us grew up as latchkey kids. We, yep. we we had to we we had to look at things in a different perspective than our own parents who were the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were the original woke. We were the original yes. woke because we, we were, saw we? right. We saw how it was going down when it was going down, right? And we're like, mm, nah, you mm. ain't doing. You ain't you, no boo boo. You ain't doing that. And then once they once they stop teaching how to identify context clues, now we have a generation that says, "Oh, we're woke." No, bitch, you ain't woke. No, your ass, woke. your ass is in the slumber. They try to put us in, right? Let's keep that shit one thousand. I, 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 hmm? I, I grew up listening to all kinds of people. I mean, no, you 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 hit the nail on the head. We are the original woke. 
generation, but we did it a different way and see it a different way than even our parents. Mm-hmm. Our, our grandparents are a little bit different. I mean, both mine are, are now passed away, but even my grandmother, my grandmother was so woke. Even my grandfather, well, he, he had a, like a 33-year active duty career, and he was overseas like you a lot, uh, especially in the Middle East. He was always in the Middle East. And so you, you, you look at that and you look at the younger kids, oh, we're woke, we're woke. No, you're not woke because you don't see things plain in sight and actually start to ask yourself, are they using us for this new agenda? Mm-hmm. I, t- hey, I tell them all the time, especially on, 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 the, uh, on social media, TikTok, Twitter. You see them on Twitter all the time. Um, but I, I, they say, oh, we're, we're woke with this, this, that. No, no, no. no. You in the slumber. No, you're not they, woke. Right? You, you guys are in the slumber that they try to put Gen X in. This is why they demonize Gen X. Because they yep. know we see them, they don't want us uniting with these, uh, 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 with the, the late millennials, not the elder millennials, but the late, you know, the the, the earlier, right, uh, the younger millennials, right? Because the, the, age, we the will, ones that were born like in 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 the early eighties, right? They don't want us they're, teaching they're, they're, them. They're, they're a little bit different. They're, yeah. they're a little bit different because. They grew up with us as our little sister, our little brother, our little cousin, and mm-hmm. we taught them. But the ones born in the nineties, in the two thousands, mm-hmm. yep, that's 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 the generation that the establishment is 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 grabbing onto to mold. Yep, they've they've done a good they, 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 and they've the 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 corporation has done a good job of. Doing that right, and and and, well, and, and that kind of goes back to Yuri Besimo, right? Back to Yuri Besimo, right? And, and even with that too, right? I mean, let's think about this a minute, right? And, and, and you, you you mentioned right, we're talking about the children coming up in, in the nineties, nineties to two thousand, right? Let's go back a few years, right? Let's 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 think about this a minute, right? What was the one monumental executive order in 1979? Rod, I was born in 78. I was born in 75, but I can tell you what that executive order was. No, I don't remember, but I know what it is. Jimmy Carter's executive order that created the Department of Education. There you go. I knew I had to do something, but I was right. Right. Now, 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 let's take... Right. They, they've had up until 1990. Right. How many years did they have to curate their education of uh, uh, the buckle? Eleven years. Right. They had 11, 11 years, years and, and, and to that's curate what they it did because, mm-hmm. because they saw that us that were born in the 70s and like 81 and 82, we weren't going for their bullshit. So they had to revamp it for the next two generations. They mm-hmm. up because we were challenging our teachers. Mm, come on now we come. were challenging our teachers and even the teachers that taught me they say challenge the system yeah they said that's Don't right read to believe challenge what you're reading that's right i had teachers like that growing up yep and that's why people say why do you see things so differently because i had teachers i even had a teacher who was a uh, 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 Woodstock hippie. He said he used to come to class high. He was so cool, but he challenged us. He said, "I'm going to challenge you guys because his name was Mr. Lively." 
and he was my high school sociology teacher, but uh-huh. he challenged each of one of us in the classroom to think. He said, think what they're trying to do to you, because he said, I'm going to get it to your guys' head, because he said, this was my last year of teaching, uh, because I see the newer kids, are they're getting brainwashed. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always yep, that's the teachers, truth. My history teachers, my, my philosophy teachers, my English teachers, they all said, challenge what you're reading and think about it. Right. That's exactly right. And think about it. But now they, they don't let these kids challenge. It's pretty much, you're, you're, okay, you're Johnny and you picked up a crayon and it's pink. Okay, you're a girl. Oh, I'm a girl. No. No. Right. That's exactly right. They, they they don't allow the creative right the creativity anymore. It's like it, Johnny is painting is, is coloring with the pink. Maybe he's coloring the coloring book with the pink flower. Mm-hmm. He's a girl. Right. That's exactly right. And that and that that goes into postmodernist thought and all that good stuff. Right. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, a, changing like a new age of the it's a new age of enlightenment, but they couldn't really. It's do fake it enlightenment. A lot of it. It's fake it, enlightenment. Yeah. Come on now. Yes, it, well, it is, but I, I, go, <laughs> I go back to that air. Mm-hmm. But it, it's because we saw so much. I mean, I tell the younger kids, I remember the space shuttle blew up. I remember the Berlin Wall came down. Mm-hmm. I remember Reagan's speech telling Gorbachev, who just recently died. Yep. I'll be honest with you, I thought the man's been dead, but he they said he died. I'm like, okay. He yeah, died. Gorbachev, I really yep. thought he's been dead. No, he yeah, hasn't. No, I, I yeah, shocked. Gorbachev was, just died. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I was like, okay, all right. I thought he died like 20 years ago. And we saw the Berlin Wall come down. We, we grew up during the Cold War. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. We are I mean, the last uh, uh, generation uh, uh, to grow up in the Cold War. And here's the other thing with that too, Aja, right? And I mentioned this the other day, and I, I forgot whose who's TikTok live I was in, whatever. But I had mentioned that us Gen Xers, right? Us Gen Xers, we have been through a lot. Right. I mean, oh, let's wow. think. Let, let's think about this. Right. We we and, and we have we have seen a lot. Right. A lot of us, if our memory is serving us correctly. Right. And I'm talking true Gen X. Right. I'm not. I mean, even a little bit of the outsiders. Right. But I'm just speaking Gen X in general. Right. Sixty five to seventy five. Right. We saw Reagan. No, I'm Gen X. We, we, uh, right. I, we, I'm Gen X. Well, okay, we'll we'll give you that, Azenio. We'll give you that. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. But but seriously, we watched Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan's assassination attempt. Right. Yep. We watched. Yep. Right. We watched the Iran Contra hearings and saw how our government was selling arms to Iran to to support the Islamic theocracy. We saw that in the fall, right? And I remember. Um, well, I don't. I you know, it, it, that whole entire region just revamped with right. the fall of the Amir and, and 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 the king, and 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 they're coming over yes. here and going mm-hmm. to exile, right? And 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 everything, right? Exactly. You know, we 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 seen. So many different calamities, right? We went through a war, right? We went, well, not a war, but a conflict, Operation Desert Shield, which became Desert Storm, right? We went through that, 
right? We we went through some of the worst hurricanes in our history was during that period yep. during that period of time, right? We have seen literally everything coming to nine eleven. Right. Coming to 9-11, we, we watched that BS. We watched the bombing of the Senate building, the bombing of the yeah. World Trade Center. Right. We witnessed all of this. And these oh, I, I, I and, mean, and the, these cats here ain't seen nothing yet. They sit here crying uh, for for a, a, a blue and gold flag. Oh, viva la green. Bitch, you stop. Stop. You just trying to jump. Stop. Let me try to get on something. These kids think they're, that January 6th was the worst day in history. Dude, exactly, my boy. Yeah, y'all, y- y- <laughs> these cats ain't seen I'm shit. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying that. I'm like, no, say it out loud. The worst day of history. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, that pretty was not much the worst day in damn history. Pretty, pretty. I mean, I'm just saying, like w- w- when you compare it to events that we have seen, January 6th is is literally a blip on the radar. Literally a Man, blip that, on that, the that radar. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. Huh? Should should we should we talk about in that same vein, right? Should we talk about the two billion dollars in damage in Minnesota, Albuquerque, New Mexico, New Mexico, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, Los Angeles, California? Should we talk about the attempt assassinations in Dallas? Should we talk about all those events happening within within a two weeks time? All for the Come same on, let's, reason. Let's, 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 huh? let's go into Waco. I remember Waco. Uh, let's, let's go. Right Waco, yeah. Waco. I, yeah. I mean, Waco, you got other things. You got a you got a lot of events that we saw on TV where Walter Cronkite will go on breaking news. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was journalism. Yeah. Well what and all the old school journalists would say breaking news. Okay, let me get my T V tray. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. What the hell is going on? Because we were in a Cold War. The first, the first bombing of the World Trade Center. Yep. I, I, I mean, and you talking about January sixth? Did you see the space shuttle blow up in second grade like I did? Yeah, I saw. I was in fifth grade. We actually watched. We watched. We actually. Yeah, we watched it live. Yeah, we watched it from the beach because we could because you could stand out on Jacksonville Beach on a clear day and see Cape Canaveral right, and we saw it go up and boom. We was like, "What happened?" We thought, "Oh, whatever." Catholic school. Yeah, I was in Catholic school. And I remember that day, the teacher rolled in the TV with the te- Okay, we, we didn't have this fancy stuff y'all had. We had the TV on the cart. Mm-hmm. We had to plug it up. Yep. Plug up the cable. With the big old strap. Cable, the big old strap the, around the, the top of it. the big old strap on it. it. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> and, it, and it plugged into the cart, and he had to put the cart into the outlet. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> and, and, Don't play. And you had to turn like on channel four or seven because you only have like ten, ten, less than ten channels. Right. And we were sitting there in our little school uniforms because in Catholic school you wore a uniform, and we watched the takeoff and saw it blow up. We said, "What the heck?" And Sister Teresa, that was the nun's name, mm-hmm. she turned off the TV, and then ten minutes later we had to go to chapel and say like twenty Hail Marys. Right. So miss me with January 6th. Yeah. Being traumatized. You, you ain't traumatized, bitch. 
You know, that, that, and, and again, right? That, and we got we got to wrap miss this up because Roxanne, yeah, miss me with okay. all all that, right? Miss miss us with all that. They yeah. don't have a clue what we endured, right? What we endured to make sure. And I think this is this is part of our downfall, Gen, Gen X, is we sheltered them for the most part from yep. stuff like this. Right. We dealt with the, the, the pains and agonies of this nation, you know, actually coming of age. Right. I mean, if you're Gen X. Right. We are the first beneficiaries of a true of the vision of the founders. We are the pro. We got to live in the product of their vision when it comes to integration. When it comes to mm-hmm. equality, all of that, we are the benefits of that. We, we, you know what I mean? Like we didn't care about the isms and the Asians and, and, and the phobias. We didn't have that. We're like, okay, you down to ride the ATV with us. Okay, cool. You want to go down it. to the park with us? Cool. Oh, you got beef? Meet me at the flagpole at 3 PM, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't care about all that other crap they're worrying about right now. They worry about, oh no, the system. No, it's not. They're telling you the system is corrupt. We're telling you it's not corrupt. They're they're feeding you a bullshit boogeyman, right? To keep you in those boxes we have jumped out of. They need people. Mm-hmm. They need to replace people in the boxes we jumped out of, right? Mm-hmm. So they're putting these people in the boxes where we were like, you need to get out that box, bitch. You need to get out of that. Because next thing you know, they're going to come squeezing that's, that's, on you. It's not only the generation factions. It's even how, well, it is the generation factions where I noticed some of my Gen X friends that I grew up, some of them do expose their kids. Like, no, this is how we roll. But then some of them, oh, I don't want them to learn what I learned. I'm like, here we go, making yep. soft trophy kids. And, 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 and yep. a lot of y'all are a blame to all of this. You, you, you are. You, you show to your kids a little bit too much. Yeah, baby boomers did and stuff. But, you know, I grew up with a hardcore grandparents that, that were the silent generation Grew up in the Great Depression and two wars, actually three wars. Three wars. Uh, my grandparents, three wars. My grandfather served World War II, had to help liberate the Jews, and, and was part of the Berlin Airlift. My grandmother was in the Korean War, and then, of course, my grandfather went to Vietnam a couple of times. He was deployed there. But I'm like, y'all need to stop being soft on your kids, Gen Xers. Well, it's, really a, it's, a late, it's a little late for that because they, those kids are grown and they're having kids, right? They're having kids, which That's are the ones who are creating the problems. I, I got friends. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I got I got my friends now are grandparents. I'm like, holy crap, I'm working on three dogs. And so I don't know if I'm ah, she said, game on this. She said, I'm working on three dogs. <laughs> three dogs. And y'all are talking about, here's my grandbaby. I'm like, okay, well, here's my extra dog. <laughs> 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 here's my extra bow wow thank you <laughs> yeah here here's my new puppy but <laughs> oh my god but no you kind of you kind of but you you intrigued me you really intrigued me on writing about that on conscious conservative media blog third rail politics i mean third rail politics because right. is do we blame our own generation for coddling these kids and, and, and you, then you, your grandkids, 
you, for you know, coddling them? Are, are you becoming the baby boomer that you despise? You, you know what, though? That's a good question, because I don't think, as Gen are Xers, we, we coddled. See, it, 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 I don't think we coddled them. You know what the problem was? Is that when we when we taught our children, right, like kind of what, and, and I'm talking. It's a psychological theory. Well, right, because here's the thing, right? I can guarantee you 75 to 80 percent of Gen X parents taught our children this is this is what the dealio is. This is what's going down. You want to be woke. This is how it's going down. This is what you need to know. It's that other 20% that allowed, right, the, the corporation, the United States government, to use indoctrination through education to change their children's minds instead of teaching them, right? That's why, like, a lot of our mm-hmm. kids, right, a lot of our kids, mm-hmm. we, you know, and, and I'll say this, we taught them, but then... They got influenced, right? A lot of them get influenced by the corporation, right? Through the, through education, right? And well, change we their minds completely. Was. We were we were yeah. we were the Occupy Wall Street, right? How do we allow to happen? Right, exactly my point. Right, so the the, the we a lot of our children, corporate. yeah, a lot of our children got indoctrinated and got turned on the parents. Right. I mean, I know I know I can tell you right now, I know of Gen X parents in general that I talk to, you know, I've talked to, et cetera. Like we grew up in a very, you know, liberty minded or conservative or free thinking household. And all of a sudden my 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 child is like out in left field. Like, how does that happen? And I was like, it's the indoctrination through education. Right. These but colleges see, I grew are doing this up, to I, them. But see, right. But see, but see, this is where. I, I agree with what you said. I, I definitely agree with what you said, but, you know, I grew up with a baby boomer in the silent generation, a mm-hmm. mother and a grandmother, and plus right. my grandfather. He was a mm-hmm. silent generation. And they taught me to say, we're teaching you at home to think differently. Right. The, the, you can go, go get your good grades at school, but we're going to read your school book. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you, no, this did not happen this way because I was there. That was my right. grandfather when it came to war. Right. And then it, it, when it came down to Jim Crow and when it came down to um, historical world events, no, I was there. Well, how do you know, Mr. Hawkins? Because I fought in that war or I was on that mission. And he corrected, right. the, he corrected the teachers. Right. And, 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 and even and, my grandmother corrected the teachers. Right. And, and, and that's the thing, right? That's the thing, too, right? And, and, and it, on the con- and that kind of leads into the controversial topic, right, of the Confederate statues. Right? Yes. And, 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 and you know, my position has always been the statues stay. And I say yeah. that, right, because the oral history our elders have, right, and I'm speaking to my Gen X folks, right, the the, the right. oral history from our grandparents and great-grandparents that's been passed down because of the sight of the statue, right, in the true history and the words will be diminished because these statues would be out of sight, out of mind. So the history will history. be right. The history will be forgotten so they can rewrite it. Right. I mean, but I can't tell thing. you living here in the South and we're obviously growing up in the South. I've seen the statues of Robert E. Lee. We have a high school in Jacksonville, Florida, named after the founder of the Ku Klux Klan, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Right. But you know what? Make it makes sense. Right. You, but you know what? 
My parents could tell you the history of Nathan Bedford Forrest better than most historians. My grandparents could tell you the history of Edward White. They could tell you the history of the Kingsley yeah. Plantation up in Fernandina Beach, yep. Florida. Robert E. Lee. Same and that's how I learned it. Same thing with my grandmother. She was right. from Louisiana. I mean, we used to go down there. We, she took me to New Orleans when I was old enough. She said, this is this history. This is this history. Mm-hmm. This is this history. How do you know? Because my family, my mother's side, well, my grandmother's side, they're from Louisiana. Right. Because right. they lived it. They, they went through it. But it's funny how you mentioned the statues, but they won't take down the statue of Lenin up in Washington. Right. Right. They won't that take that down. Nope. Yep. Yep. They sure won't. But you want to rip down Confederate statues. Right. But and you it, got a statue of Lenin in Washington State in Seattle. Yeah. Big old, big old one of Lenin. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 I mean, you go back to Yuri Besimo, you start teaching your kids Poplot, you start teaching your kids Stalin, you even start teaching your kids how the Russians and FDR himself were the, how, how FDR got with Stalin to win with World War II, people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a whole other That's the thing, right? Because, if, again, right, if we start going down the lines... Uh, of removing these statues, right? Because because here's the thing, right? We know the pain that came with those statues, right? We know what they symbolize, right? But at the same time, right, we have to take that and be like, you know what? This is why they put these statues here. This was the reason right. behind why they put this statue here. Not take it and put it in the museum, right? And then change the history about that individual or that statue leave it where it's at so the true history can be told right in its context and why it's there right we knew those statues of robert e lee and you know all these different confederate statues in black neighborhoods right no they were used for intimidation tactics right and you can turn around and say that statue the establishment your federal government funded money to put these statues in these black communities to intimidate you in many different ways. Right. This is a reminder on what your federal government will do to you if you do not stay in line. You remove that statue. All remnants of that type of thinking or that context is removed. And that's really sad because you can turn it around as a history lesson. Yes. That's how I look at it. A lot of people want to take them down, but, you know. No, I I, I say, you know, I I was never a proponent to taking it down because I said, you know, I've been to the South. I've seen Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, I'm in a world of shock. But then it was, it was history, which, which I tell people, okay, you want to take that one down, but you will leave your, your communist leader Stalin in Washington, Seattle, in Seattle, Washington. Yep. You're revisionist. Yep. You're revisionist. Yep. yep. I can exactly go anywhere correct. in the world, and when I went to England, I didn't hear them taking down the Tower of London and taking this down or that down it was history hell even germany even germany took down the statue of hitler even germany took down a statue and and, and, and rightfully so right 
rightfully so, because he is well documented in history, right? Yes. But but you you have one of the biggest mass murderers in American history, one of one of the top five in Vladimir Lenin as a statue in your city center. But you're but these people are worried saying. about but people are worried about statues of Nathan Bedford Force and Stonewall Jackson and Andrew Jackson and Robert, and, e. and Robert E. Lee. You worried about those statues, but you got a literal mass murderer in the 20th century erected in your city center. Y'all need to take a whole stadium full of seats. I don't care what stadium it is. It could be where the, the Seattle Kraken play, where the Seahawks play. I don't care what stadium it is. You need to take a whole stadium full of seats. Because you're being hypocritical and you're being and you're full of bullshit. That's where I'm at on it. With the capital B. I'm mm. on it too. I'm on it too, but you know, I think we we did a great job. We we we, we, we really talked about you know, that's why I did the video. If you follow me on Instagram, it's Aja for Congress, Aja Smith for Congress on Instagram, on Facebook. I could not upload the video on Twitter when I did my nine eleven tribute video um, last year and I reposted it again, where were you and how old were you? Because if you were not born or just a toddler when 9-11 happened, you need to teach your kids, especially Gen Xers, teach your kids, teach your grandkids on what this day is and what led up to the events of um, the attack on Benghazi, what happened in Cairo. You cannot coddle anymore. And I tell that, I don't care what political party you're in, you cannot shelter this new generation anymore, okay? You, you can't. You cannot shelter them on these events and what happened on this country in this world and around the world, especially with foreign policy. Because if you're coddling them and you're too afraid to expose them to the truth, just like Rob said and I said, watch that movie Divergent. Watch that movie Divergent a couple of times. It's actually a series. It's like two or three series, two, two or four series. You cannot coddle anymore because you're going to have somebody in that generation who's going to be like Beatrice who's going to break the glass ceiling and yep. say, you've been lying to us. Yep. I don't care what party you're in. You, 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 us Gen Xers are the ones who are going to have to say, you know what, no more erasing history. We're going to talk about it all. Sonny always says yep. that. If you're going to talk about six, 1776, 1619 Project, CRT, teach it all. Yep. Teach it all. That's where I'm at. Teach it all. Talk yep. about the Seminole Wars with the Ghuli Geechees and the Seminole Indians down there in Florida. Yep. All the uprisings. And, and, and talk about what happened up north with the draft riots. Um, during the Civil War where a lot of the people didn't want to fight in the Civil War, but they were also, they were lynching um, a lot of black Americans and, and burned in a black orphanage because they didn't want to fight in the Civil War. Yep. It was a draft riot. Yep. Start talking about, what the, I know a lot of things happen in the South, but a lot of things happen in the North, and a lot of things happen here on the West Coast. Yep, sure did. Sure Stop coddling did. these children to think, oh, we're teaching hate. Oh, no, you're not teaching hate. You're coddling their minds where they're going to ask themselves when they're our age, why didn't we learn this in history? Do, do, hey, don't we hear that? Let us Aja, do, do, do we not hear that now? 
from a lot and and, and, and this is this is no knock against anyone right because i hear it all the time from people because i always bring you know relative history right that people didn't know they weren't taught it right and that again goes back to the indoctrination through our education system and how they cherry pick certain things like one of the one of Mm -hmm. the biggest topics right black wall street right people don't know that there are five other black wall streets in this country right people don't know right people don't know that there are still two people still don't know there's still two standing um literally all black cities in the united states dated back uh to the 1800s starting with mountain bayou eatonville florida right people don't know these towns still exist and still thriving right yeah and, the, the, yes. and, and these are the little contexts that the, the that the, the education indoctrination wants to erase and put to the forefront these isms to get you to hate quote unquote certain special interest groups in this country. But I gotta wrap this up. Roxanne turn the light on Miss Aja. Let the people know how they can find you, how they can see you, how they can highlight you and all that. Let them know. Let them know, girl. You can go on Twitter. I do post a lot of historical stuff. Aja Smith for Congress, A J A Smith for F O R Congress. Instagram and Facebook, but one of my favorite quotes by my favorite literary is James Baldwin. He said, If I love you, I have to make you conscious of the things you don't see. I know that's right. Smart man. Smart man. He's one of my heroes in literacy. Make you think out the box. If I love you, I have to make you conscious of the things you don't see. And that's that's my last thought. Hey, that's exactly correct. James Baldwin was a great guy. He was a great literary great too. Great man. Um, so I uh, appreciate y'all stopping through this evening, spending a couple hours with us. It. Hopefully y'all y'all got some heat from this and, and to take this back and learn a little bit uh, more than more than uh, most. But make sure you stay come in Monday for uh, for the thing of life and happiness. Thanks for listening to the Southern Liberty Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.bpmg.us or leave a rating and review on iTunes. To catch all the latest from Roderick, you can follow him on social media at manofjustice007. Thanks again and we'll see you next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. 
If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.